Welcome everyone, my name is Jacob. Thank you for joining me and this is Hunt Detail, an introspective examination of some of the nuance and detail within hunting gear and hunting woodsmanship, particularly focused on big game hunting, white-tailed deer, elk, etc. And um, it's, it's getting to be October, uh, the middle of October exactly, and um, I recently had the opportunity to fill uh, my archery tag on a solid eight-point buck. Nothing that you're going to uh, see on anybody's wall or anything like that, but I'm really pleased with him. Um, it's, the, I guess, the fifth or sixth year in a row where I filled my buck tag uh, on a really solid buck, a mature buck, and, um, and in several years, I I've killed multiple bucks. So I'm really pleased with that streak. And in this scenario, it was um, really all about finding the feed tree and, and, and setting up accordingly. I, I knew that there was a couple, sort of this oak flat that uh, had some white oaks and some pin oaks, and uh, as well as red oaks, that I, I had a feeling that was being hit as sort of a staging area uh, for... Uh, several deer and um, I set up in a way where it was an east wind and so that east wind was coming from the feed trees the oak flat towards me I was down in a sort of a creek bottom a draw if you will more of a more of a draw than a creek but uh, but there's no because there's no water in it but uh, I knew as the sun would set the thermals would start to fall from that oak flat down towards me and knowing that uh, I knew that a, a buck would likely come in using those to his benefit uh, the wind and the thermal and so sure enough right at I mean literally uh, as the sun had set we have a half an hour where I live from the sun setting time to uh, you know, to actual complete darkness, that's that's considered shooting light. And so, um, so if like say if it's 7 p.m., then at 7:30 you're done. And so, really, about as soon as the sun set, I, I, I'm just going to use seven o'clock as that time. The uh, I heard some noise down below me, and um, I thought it might be a squirrel, uh, quite honestly. But when it came in, it sort of stopped. And just was still for a while, and I, I didn't see anything, but I could hear it. It wasn't far, and then it made me think that there probably wasn't a squirrel after all. So then I would say maybe 7:15 is when it started to move again. Maybe even 7:20, assuming that 7:30 is the last second of shooting light. So at that point, this buck started to move in. And he said he came in at uh, just under 10 yards, I would say. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I think that I think that'll do. And I put an arrow in him and I made a great shot. Uh, used a, uh, a severed 2.0 titanium, made a, put a nice big hole in him. Uh, great blood trail. I actually drove home to get my son to help help him or have him help me trail uh, 
I knew that would give me a reason to, to you know, get away from from that deer and let him die. And so I could, went and got my son, and then we started the process of tracking. And it was a, I will say it was a lot of fun. It's always fun to involve your kids. He was super, at first he wasn't so sure about it because he wanted to get to bed. And then he was like, this is a lot of fun, Dad. And, uh, and the, the deer went farther than I thought it would. I actually, um, but he was going downhill, and uh, eventually we found him. Uh, but the blood trail was fantastic. And uh, he was, you know, bleeding through his mouth and nostrils as well as, you know, through the two holes on his side. So uh, plenty of blood. He helped me drag him out, which he was a huge help there. And uh, I would just, you know, I would say to you as we move into late October and into November that you've got the this this shift continues uh maybe it was you know deer were focusing on you know soybeans and then the soybeans turned brown and then they started focusing on acorns because the acorns are falling like this buck that i killed and now it, it, it can you need to continue to focus on the food in terms of where the does are because where the does are is where the does are is where you're going to find uh, eventually the bucks traveling th through, they're going to be traveling potentially perpendicular to the trails to cover as many trails as they can to find a hot doe and understanding where that, that food is for the doves, where the bedding is, because they don't necessarily move a whole, whole lot, especially at this time of year. Once they get settled in, in my opinion, from a food to bed standpoint. And then you're gonna have your cruisers coming through. And so as we pivot into this stage, I would encourage you to hunt where the sign tells you to hunt. To spend your days scouting and not hunting. Because when you, when you hunt, when you go into somewhere where you maybe, and, you know, and maybe you have some experience in a particular area, piece of public land, or maybe, of course, if it's if it's your personal lease or you know an ag ag piece, and you know the deer movement very specifically, then maybe it's not great advice. But if you are hunting public land and you're covering ground and you're trying to understand the movement, what I would do is really focus on covering that ground. Maybe in a way where the wind is at your face, and if you do jump something, it didn't get your scent, and maybe it didn't fully understand what you were, but it knew you weren't a deer, and now you know where whatever it is that you jumped likes to bed, and and now you understand where the deer are, and maybe you're, you're seeing more scrapes, and you're seeing a lots of rubs, and now there's it's telling you to stop and set up because if you've hunted for years and you haven't, if you've had difficulty punching your tag, I would encourage you to stop hunting where you think the deer are just because it looks like a good area. Doesn't mean it is a good area and start scouting and hunting where the, the woods tells you to hunt. 
and I think you'll experience more deer, you'll learn more, and maybe you don't fill your tag that particular hunt, but you can begin to draw conclusions about, okay, now I understand the deer movement in this area. Uh, maybe I need to move further back or further down or further up or further off, whatever that is. But, um, you know, that's, that's what I would challenge you with uh, this week is really as we move into the fun time, the Super Bowl of our whitetail season is, is really don't be afraid to bump deer, for one. And when you bump them, you've learned something. File that away. And maybe you don't kill that big buck this year, but you know where he is and what he likes or where all these other bucks are or where they like to bed. And then all of a sudden you have your spot figured out for future years. And then you can get hunt close to that bedding next early October. If, if you know, and assuming that buck is likes to bed there based on that particular wind, etc., and all of a sudden, you figured some things out that's going to help you next year. And then all of a sudden, you start putting things together and killing bucks every year. So best of luck this season, and thank you for listening. If you want to find me on social media, it's J underscore Coons underscore Hunts on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, where I have other forms of content. Best of luck. I look forward to connecting with you soon.